Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Let's go to Exodus 15. And now, we've been ministering on Galatians on Wednesday night, and we have one more chapter to go. And uh, I was completely prepared to knock that out tonight. And the Lord began dealing with me today to minister uh, along these lines. And we're, so we're going to minister on this subject tonight, plague-free. Plague-free. Amen. And, and I'll tell you why, because uh, there's so much going on in the world. And, uh, you know, if, 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 uh, if you listen to, and, and I'm not going to get into what the pundits are saying, but if you get into uh, a lot of what's being said about different things that people are dealing with and, and uh, this virus and whatnot, well, you're going you're gonna to think that we're on the verge of a pandemic. You know, it's just, oh, my God. You know, there are projected this year 14,000 people to die with the flu. 26 people have died from the coronavirus. You hear what I'm saying? But yet every station you turn on, oh, it's there. People are canceling things. Uh, uh, Christian meetings, people are canceling them. People are not coming to them. Amen. And, and the country that they think is the country of its origin, it's already run its course in, in that country, and it's sloughing off. They're starting back everything. Why? Because it's, it's, it's over. Now, I'm not wanting you to take anything lightly, but we need to see what Scripture says. We need to see what Scripture says about what we can believe. Amen? And uh, let's look at this in Exodus chapter 15. And uh, we'll begin here in verse 26. Now notice this. The Lord says, If you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, and do that which is right in His sight, and will give ear to His commandments, and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon you which I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now this is important because the King James says, I will put none of them upon you. It's translated in the causative sense. In the Hebrew, it's, it's in the permissive sense. So, and, and, and we'll look at this as we move forward. But here's what God's saying. He's saying, if you do what I tell you to do in my word, none of these diseases that were allowed to come on Egypt will come on you. Because I am the Lord that heals you. Now, throughout Scripture, there's two things to notice. Throughout Scripture, Egypt is used as a type of the world. All right? A type of the Gentile kingdom. A type, a type of those outside, we could say in the New Covenant, those outside the kingdom. And notice what he says. He says that those diseases are associated with the world and not with his people. They're the diseases of the world, not of the kingdom. There is no disease in the kingdom. 
Amen? And so he's very quick to say, look, there's a separation between you and the world, and there's a wall that these diseases cannot get through, all right? And all you've got to do is what I said. Amen. Remember when, when the, the children of Israel were in, were in Egypt, they were in Goshen, and the Bible says different things? That's so important for us to understand and remember. Because throughout Scripture, again, Israel is a type of the believer in the kingdom. Egypt is a type of the world. And it says, in Egypt there was darkness that was so thick it could be felt. And that the people in Egypt didn't move for three days. But it says, in Goshen there was light. Right? It says in Egypt there were flies that were so thick they couldn't see. But in Goshen there were no flies. Because of what? Because there was a blessing wall. Amen. There was a blessing wall. And, and even in that close proximity, God said, no, these are my people and this is the world. And what's coming on the world is not going to come on my people. Amen. You know, there's a scripture that very often people use, and it's just use it in, in, in uh, relation to sin, but it's this. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. In other words, the world is not my wellspring of life. I'm, my, 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 my energy does not come from the world. And so I'm in it, but I'm not of it. If I'm not of it, then the diseases of this age can't attach to me. Amen. So you should say that out loud. The diseases of this age can't attach to me. So it's so important because he makes the difference here. Amen. Those diseases that came on Egypt are not going to come on you. And then he says, why? Because I'm the Lord. Now watch this. I'm the Lord that heals you. Not the Lord that makes you sick. Not the Lord that has a hand in it. I'm the Lord that heals. Now, understanding this about God, that what He calls Himself is what He is. He is the Lord our healer. Jehovah Rapha is not just something God does, it's something that God is. And it's interesting, there's no scriptural name for God, Jehovah make you sicko. It's not there, amen? It's Jehovah your healer. It's God my healer. Why is that so important? Because He is the healer. He's the deliverer from all the diseases and the sicknesses of the age. He has nothing to do with putting them on people. He has nothing to do with allowing it. It's it's our knowledge. Amen? Well, He says right here, notice, He says, all you've got to do is what I say. And none of those diseases will come on you. That's a good place to say, none of those diseases will come on me. Amen. Hallelujah. I have a friend from Ghana, West Africa, uh, Pastor Eddie Quay. I've known him for years, been, been over there. He's been a partner with our ministry for years. And he was preaching in the church one time. And, and, and the way he talks, he talks in a very deep voice. And he goes, when those diseases come to you, you say, no, go to the next house. <laughs> Amen. Now, I don't know if you want to put those diseases on your neighbor. I, I guess it depends on if they got a loud dog or not, you know, but... But, amen. <laughs> ah, 
But, but the point is, not, not on my house. I don't know where you're going, but you're not coming in my house. I don't know where you're going to light, but you're not lighting on my house because I don't have to put up with that. I don't have to have it in my home. Amen? Oh, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Now look at Deuteronomy 7. <coughs> Deuteronomy chapter 7. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, verse 15. And the Lord will take away from you all sickness. Is that what he said? Now, now this is important to see this again. Who's taking it away? The Lord. The Lord will take away from you all sickness and will put none or allow none of the evil diseases of Egypt that you know upon you but will lay them, up, lay them upon all that hate you. Now notice that again. The Lord will take away from you all sickness. Amen. Well, yeah, but it's in the world. Yeah, but He's going to take it away from me. Amen. Say that out loud. He takes away all sickness. Now see, that's important. That's got, you've got to answer that. Don't ever sit down and watch a news program where it talks about some pandemic or, or plague that you're not answering. Amen. Well, it's doing this. Not in my house, it's not. Amen. Not in my family. My family's not going to be sick. No, we're not losing anybody. Amen. I declare that over you. We're not losing anybody. No, nobody's going to come down with it. Why? Because the Lord takes sickness from our midst. He takes away all of our diseases. Amen. Yeah, but you can't say that. Yes, I can because the Bible says I'll have what I say. And I'm declaring to you that we are not going to deal with that in this church. Amen. Because why? The Lord takes away all sickness. So would flu be part of all sickness? Would coronavirus be part of all sickness? I, I have an interesting story. I love having people in your church that just got saved, and they don't, they don't know any better. And, and so I was at prayer uh, in Kansas Sunday, Sunday morning, and uh, there's a gentleman that, that got out of prison and uh, came. I've known him for years, uh, 10, 15 years. I met him in prison. The Lord saved him. And anyway, he got out. He kept saying, when I get out, I'm coming to your church. Well, sure enough, he did. And uh, he came with a young lady, and they ended up getting married. Well, she hadn't known much about the Lord for very long. And we were in prayer, and I was, I was mentioning some of this. And I said, you know, uh, the, uh, words trigger fear. And I said, what do you think of when you hear corona? And everyone, you know, all the mature believers, they were like, yeah, well, yeah, the virus. And here's this just newly saved girl. She goes, I think beer. <laughs> I thought, I love it. I, I love this. Amen. Because I had, I had said, I don't know anybody that has that virus. And she said, I think beer. And I said, well, then I, don't, I do know some people that have that virus. But, <laughs> but notice, he said he's going to take it away. So, so there's good news. Even if it tries to attack my life, my family, he'll take it away. And all diseases. So if it's the flu, take it away. If it's the virus, take it away. If whatever it is, allergies, whatever it may be, he's going to take it away. 
Amen. And, 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 and he says, the Lord will take away and will allow. Now, that's important. Allow none. And again, he, he equates it with Egypt and his people. The world and us. In the spirit right now, if you could see it, there's that blessing wall between us and the plague. Right? And, and you might can see the plague, but it can't get to you. Amen. If, you, if you've ever went to a zoo of, 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 of any caliber, usually in their big cat or the gorilla compound, they'll have a huge uh, 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 piece of uh, uh, plexiglass, real thick or something, and, and sometimes you'll see those lions, they'll be right up against that glass looking at people, and you can just see it in their eye. They're thinking, man, if I, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and, and there'll be a sign there, that big, that big male gorilla will be there, and there'll be a sign there, don't stare him in the eye, don't posture, right? Because he'll take it as a threat. Well, he can't get to you, right? He can posture, he can, he can act that way, he can growl, he can bare his teeth, but he can't get to you, right? That's what the enemy does. The enemy talks, the enemy growls, the enemy threatens, the enemy makes statements, but he can't get to you because there's a blessing wall between you and that disease and that sickness and that plague. Amen. It might plague the world, but it's not. We are plague free. Oh, glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Look at Psalm 91. Thank you, Jesus. And um, notice this. Glory be to God. This is so important. Verse 10. Well, let, let's, verse 1, of course, is he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, notice, Psalm 91 is not automatic. There has to be a dwelling. There has to be a staying under the shadow of the Almighty. Right? And then he says, when you do that, notice verse 10, there shall no evil befall you. Now, I believe it says no evil. Neither shall notice any plague. You name it. Any plague doesn't come near my dwelling. Now, why is that so important? That's got to be your mindset. It, it can't even come near me. Now, 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 notice, he says, I want you to see this, because uh, uh, verse 7 a thousand will fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it'll not come near you. Yeah, but but at my right hand, that looks awful close. But close to us and close to God's two different things. He says you'll see it, you'll see other people deal with it, but it won't come near you. Hallelujah. Now see, that's that's what I gotta stand on. Truth is what produces faith. 
And, and John 17, 17 says that the word is truth. Well, I don't know if I, I believe that. Well, it doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. It doesn't work because you believe it. It works because it's truth. It works for you because you believe it. Whether you believe it or not doesn't change it. I've had people tell me before, well, you know, I don't know if I believe in all that hell business. Well, it don't matter whether you believe it or not. It's there. Unless you start believing in it, you're going to go. And, 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 and 30 seconds after you're dead, like Dr. Summerall said, you'll believe in it. Probably quicker than that. But, but, but the point is, is, is what the Word says is truth. And he said, even though you see other people getting it, other people dealing with it, if you're dwelling under the secret place of the Most High and you're putting your faith in what God said, it will not come near you. Amen. Amen. And then he says, there shall no evil. Now, that's important. I, I, isn't sickness evil? He said, no evil will befall you. And no plague will come near your dwelling. Amen. That's, that's, that's the song the Lord gave us. I'm in charge. Amen. Diseases drop dead at my doorstep. Amen. They can't cross. Amen. Sunday morning, we're going to be ministering on the Lamb, uh, the, the, the Lamb, the blood, and the resurrection. Amen. And, and, and even this is so important because in Egypt, that, that bloodline separated the Egyptians from the Israelites. And destruction and wrath was coming through the land. God said to execute judgment against the gods of Egypt. He said, but where I see the blood, I will pass over. I will pass over. Amen. And it literally means just that. I will pass over. Hallelujah. Well, that was God's judgment. That was God's judgment against the gods of Egypt. And if God's judgment would pass over where the blood was, how much more will it pass, the plague pass over and the disease pass over and the evil pass over when God has nothing to do with it. God himself respected the blood so much he passed over. Oh, glory to God. Now look over here at Psalm 103. I'm, I'm going to build a case. Psalm 103. And uh, verse 1, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Uh, who, now, now listen, who healeth all your diseases. Now, now why is this important? Name the disease, and He said, I'll heal it. All of it. Now, it's important that when you read those things, you read the word all. You know what all means in the Hebrew? All. <laughs> Amen? So, so you look, all your, he forgives all your iniquities. Now, there are people that have no problem believing that. All my sins were dealt with, past, present, and future. All of them. But you can't separate all your iniquities from all your diseases. Because they both came from the same place. And if, and if the sin problem was dealt with, the sickness problem was dealt with. Amen. 
so he heals all my diseases. Even if it tries to get on you, he'll heal it. All of it. All of it. Yeah, but this is a special strain. God's never met a special strain. That there's nothing God doesn't know how to fix. And, and if people would just listen to him, and one of the things, I'm trying to help you, one of the things that we got to listen to, people are saying it, and some people aren't listening. Don't panic. Fear, fear opens the door for sickness and disease in your life. And, and when you start giving into that fear, now I'm not saying you shouldn't wash your hands or sanitize your hands. I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't, that's not fear. That's just smart. You all do that anyway. Amen. But my Lord, you can't, you can't find a bottle of hand sanitizer. People are buying it like they drink it. Out of fear. Wearing a mask. And the Surgeon General came out and said, people, quit wearing masks. They don't help. You're, you're buying them all up from the medical professionals that need them. That, that's what he said. Yeah, but it's airborne. All my diseases. No plague. No airborne plague. No plague transferred by touch. No plague transferred by water. No plague transferred, period, can come near me. Because, and he heals all my diseases. Amen. Do, do, do you see that? If I take all for all, then that's how it is. Well, you know, I've been kind of feeling this. All of my diseases. All of them. That, that may sound simple, but that's where it starts. It's like the old boy that went down to look at, look at a car lot. And he stepped on the car lot and the salesman came out and said, uh, uh, So, uh, how can I help you? He goes, Well, I'm just looking. The salesman said, That's how it starts. <laughs> Amen. But the moment that thought comes in, Hmm, that's how it starts. Because that's going to give birth to a, a phrase. And once that phrase gets out in the air, it opens the door. Amen. Yeah, but you know, I was watching and, and the symptoms and, and, and the this and the that. And, and, and you know, I'm, then I wonder if I should self-quarantine. I wonder. <laughs> All my diseases. Amen. Look, look, look at John 10.10. 10. We're, we're going to look at some other things. Actually, before you go there, go to 1 John 4. It says in verse 18, it says, There is no fear in love. Now, here's the thing. You are in love. God is love. You are in Him. He is in you. Notice, it does not say there's a little bit. It says there is no fear in love because perfect love casteth out fear. Why? Because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love or mature in love. The Phillips translation says love contains no fear. Indeed, fully developed love expels every particle of fear. Now, why is that important? How do I know I'm not going to get sick with, the, with a plague? Because God loves me too much. 
God loves me too much. He loved me so much, He sent Jesus to take stripes on His back and shed His blood so that I would not have to get sick. If I don't have to, I'm not going to, and the price has been paid that says I don't have to. Amen? The New English Bible says there is no room for fear in love. No room. Now, now that's not an indictment. It just means if you're in love, there's no fear room. There's no place reserved for fear. Amen. Another translation, the Jerusalem Bible says, In love there is no fear, but love is driven out, or fear is driven out by perfect love. So when you see a report about a virus or a plague, you say, God loves me too much for that to come on me. God loves me too much. That'll never come on me. Amen. I told Pastor Michelle that not too long ago. They, they, man, kids were going home by the, by the handfuls from Lily's school. Flus, strep throat, these different things. And I, I looked at one of those notices and I looked at her and looked at my daughter and I said, I don't mind telling y'all we'll never have the flu. We'll never have it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And we hadn't got it, and we're not going to get it. Amen. Amen. Why? Because I believe God loves me that much. Amen. Now, if you dealt with something, you dealt with it. But did he heal you? Did he take it away from you? Are you well? Yes, you are. So, so don't worry about, well, I got it. But you don't have it anymore. Amen. Glory to God. Now, uh, look at uh, Job 3. Job 3 and uh, verse 25. Now, we've looked at and, and seen the fact that he said, I'll take sickness and disease from your midst. I'll heal you of all your diseases. And we read there in 1 John 4 that Perfect love casts out fear. Now, why is fear so important? Because notice here in Job 3 and 25, he says, The thing I greatly feared is come upon me. And that which I was afraid of is come unto me. The Hebrew says, I feared a fear, and it came on me. I was in dread about it. Amen. Fear will make you sick. Fear will break down your defenses. Hallelujah. Because fear is the opposite of faith. Fear will make you sick. Faith will make you well. Amen. So important. Because everything that you see is designed to make you fear. Panic. Amen. And and they'll say, well, we're not trying to make people panic. But you are. Right? No panic, no fear, and notice what we see here. If I don't fear it, it doesn't have a right to come on me. No right. Say that out loud. Sickness has no right to come on me. No right. And, and that's, that's how I've got to look at it. Now let's look at some things in the ministry of Jesus. Matthew chapter 4. Oh, glory. Because 
the ministry of Jesus is the will of God for all people for all time. If I see things in the ministry of Jesus, that's the will of God today. And uh, Matthew 4 and verse 24. Well, let's start in verse 23 because that's, that's a good one too. And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And notice this phrase, healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. So notice, all manners of sickness he healed. All manner of disease he healed. Now why is that important? Because we read in the Old Testament where he said, I'm the Lord that heals you. And he said, uh, uh, he forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. Well, Hebrews 13, 8 says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the way he was in Exodus and Psalms and Deuteronomy and right here in the book of Matthew, he's still that way today. He still will and wants to heal all manner of disease and all manner of sickness among the people. Amen. Amen. Now, why, why is that important? Whatever name it's got, he'll heal it. Oh, glory. And it says, His fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse or different diseases and torments, those that were possessed with devils, those that were lunatic, those that had the palsy, and he healed them. Now, why is that important? We probably see every known malady to man in these verses, and it says Jesus healed them. Amen. Oh, you're, you're paralyzed? He healed that. Amen. Lunatic? <laughs> you know some of those people. Lunatic? He healed them. Possessed with devils? Healed them. Healed them. Why is that important? Because, because that's what he does. I have, to, I have to keep that in my mind. Yeah, but the doctor said, no, no, he'll heal it. Hallelujah. Yeah, but you know, they don't, they don't have a, 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 a serum for it yet. Well, by the time they find one, you'll be healed. Right? I've talked to people before, and they'd say, well, the doctor don't know what's wrong with me. Well, the doctor doesn't have to know what's wrong with you for you to be healed. And by the time they figure it out, you'll be well. Amen. And then they'll come and say, well, when you were sick, this is what you had. Well, praise God, I don't have it anymore. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Because God's already out ahead of the thing. Hallelujah. Now, <laughs> Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. Uh-huh. And uh, verse 30. But Simon's wife mother lay sick of a fever. And then on... They tell him of her. Quickly, they told him. And he came and took her by the hand, lifted her up. Immediately the fever left her, and she ministered unto, her, unto them. And at evening, when the sun was, did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased, and them that were possessed with devils. And all the city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many that were sick of different diseases and cast out many devils and suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. Now notice this. So he goes in and he heals Simon's uh, wife's mother. 
Some people say that's why Peter denied Jesus, because he healed his mother-in-law. I, don't, I didn't say that. Somebody else said that. <laughs> but anyway, he healed Peter's mother-in-law, and the fever left her. But then notice what it says. It says that then they brought all the sick in the city to the door. And the idea there is that Jesus stood or sat in that door all night long and healed people. Because he loves them. Amen. And notice it says he healed many that were sick of different diseases. Doesn't matter. Different diseases. Cast out many devils. Suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. Hallelujah. You know, people have often wondered why that was and why when Jesus would heal somebody, he would say, he would say, now see that no man know it. Well, the book of Matthew tells you why. It says that he told them not to tell that it might be fulfilled about the prophecy concerning him. That he would not, he would not even hurt a bruised reed. In other words, he won't make a big deal out of himself. That's why. But here's the point. If, if they were demon-possessed, he just cast the devil out. If they were sick or diseased, he just healed them. Why? Because that's what God does. Amen. So we see here, he healed a fever. He healed other different diseases. Never be more confident in the ability of the curse to produce havoc in your life than you are confident in the ability of the blessing to redeem you. Ever. Never put more confidence in the devil's ability to steal, kill, and destroy than you do in God's ability to bring life and life more abundantly. Amen. Hallelujah. That's so important. Because, because I'm, I'm going to empower whatever I'm talking about and thinking about and believing. I'm, I'm empowering that to function in my life. Amen. Now, in, in uh, Luke chapter 4, I like Luke's account of this. I like them all. Mm -mm. Luke chapter 4 and verse 38. And he arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. And Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever. Now the Greek says a chronic fever. So this wasn't just a one time thing. She didn't just have the flu. It was chronic. She had been dealing with this. And we can see it was so bad it put her in bed. It was debilitating. Amen. You know, there are people in religious circles that teach that, you know, God might use sickness to teach you something. Those people that are teaching that have never been sick. Or not sick bad. Amen. Because if you've ever been sick big, as Brother Hagin would say, you know there's nothing good about it. And the Bible says God is only good. And so that means everything that comes out of him has to be good. Amen. And, and I, for one, will vouch and say sickness is not good. Amen. So it was a chronic fever. And they besought him for her, and he stood over her and rebuked the fever. The word rebuke means to censor, C-E-N-S-U-R-E, censor. As in, as in like a judge will censure somebody for doing something wrong. To rebuke, to censure, to command. All right? 
in, in, in the Hebrew, rebuke means to, like you jerk back on the chain of a dog. He rebuked this fever. Now that's important. Why? Because it tells you fevers can hear. If it can be rebuked and leave, they can hear. Why? Because, because, it's, it's, because it's part of the curse. Amen. And it left her. Look at that. It left. And immediately she rose and ministered to them. Now when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick. Mm-hmm with different diseases, brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. The context is healed them all. He, he might have laid his hands on hundreds of people, maybe thousands, I don't know. But he healed them all. The will, Jesus' ministry is the will of God for all people for all time. So if he healed all them, he wants to heal all y'all. If he wants to heal all of us, he wants to heal everybody. Mm-hmm. Do you see that? Look at uh, Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. And uh, verse 14, when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she rose and ministered unto them. When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word. With his word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. Amen. So he says here, Matthew gives us a little more detail. Mark and Luke says he laid hands on a lot of people. Matthew says there were some. He just spoke the word. Amen. The the ministry of Jesus is the will of God for all people for all time. So so that means the words of Jesus in my mouth are as powerful as they were in Jesus' mouth. And when I say what Jesus said, I'll get the results Jesus got. And he says this, healed all that were sick. Healed them all. Healed them all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, but you know, no, 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 no. Don't paint this with a religious brush. Well, you know, that was Jesus and he was trying to prove he was the Son of God. No, he wasn't. He never tried to prove he was the Son of God. He didn't have to prove he was the Son of God. He knew he was the Son of God. He would not prove he was the Son of God to the devil. And if he wouldn't prove it to the devil, he's not trying to prove it to people. Satan said, if you're the son of God, command these stones be made to bread. I don't have anything to prove to you, you liar. Man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. 
God, if God never did one more miracle, he doesn't have to do anything to prove he's God. He's God all by himself. He does for us because he loves us, because he cares about us, and he wants the word of God to come to pass in our lives. Amen. Notice it says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities. That word is weaknesses or feebleness of health. Well, you know, I'm not sick. I'm just a little weak. He, he took stripes for that. Strong, 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 strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Amen. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. It says, it says, them that have no strength, what does He do? He increases might. God gives power to the faint. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you know, I'm not feeling too good. And you know, but the Bible says, you know, 70 and if by strength, 80. That's in Psalm chapter 90. And if you read Psalm chapter 90, it's a Psalm of Moses. And it's a bunch of unbelieving people in the wilderness that are cutting their life short because they won't believe God. And they say, we're only living 70 years and if by strength, 80. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 91, you're supposed to live till you're satisfied. If you reach 80 and you're not satisfied, keep on living. Well, how long can we live? I don't know how long you're allowed to live, but here's what I know. He said, live till you're satisfied. And a satisfied life's not a sick life. It's not a weak life. It's not a pain-filled life. It's a healed, whole, blessed life. Glory to God. I, amen. I, I'm telling you, we're doing a deep cleaning. We're not having none of that. Amen. And I'm, and I'm telling you, if you've dealt with it or you're dealing with something else, you're coming out. I'm telling you, it's leaving your body. It's going in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Why? Because he said he cast it out with his words. Whew. He took our weaknesses our feebleness of health. And then it says, bear our sicknesses. That, that word is disease or sickness. Now the prefix dis means to move away from. And, 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 and so disease then is a compound word. It's a hyphenated word, dis-ease. Amen. So, so that sickness produces dis-ease. He bore my dis-ease. I don't have to be at dis-ease. The Bible says I am supposed to be at ease in Zion. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God's good to us. God's good to us. Ah, yes, He is. He's good to us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at uh, Isaiah 53. I know this is a familiar scripture, but I want you to see something. There are other scriptures, and you should study it sometime. There are other scriptures in the four Gospels. And, and it says phrases like this that the multitude gathered together to hear him and to hear what he would say. And it, and it says that, that they sought to touch him. For as many as touched him were healed. 
Amen. It says that multitudes gathered together to him and he healed them all. You know, nobody ever came to Jesus in faith. And Jesus said, nope, you're not ready yet. You, you, you got to ripen a little bit more and then we'll heal you. He never said that. Do you realize everybody that, and you know this, but I just want to emphasize it. Do you realize everybody that Jesus healed was unsaved? Nobody was born again. Amen. Nobody. Everybody, everybody was, was unsaved, but he healed them. Why? Compassion. Mercy. How many times do you see in the scripture, somebody comes to Jesus sick and says, Lord, have mercy on us. What do you want me to do for you? Isn't that interesting? What do you want me to do? Well, he knew what he needed to do. Yeah, but he wanted them to ask him. Why? Because he said in John 7, you ask and you shall receive. Asking is the rule of the kingdom. Well, I got this thing in my body. Then right now, ask him to heal it. Ask him to take it away. Ask him to set you free from it. Why? Because he said, you ask and you'll receive. The, the, two blind men came to Jesus and said, have mercy on us. He said, what do you want me to do? Well, they're blind. Right? But I need you to ask. Asking is an exhibition of your faith. And when Jesus sent those blind men away, he said, your faith has made you whole. Hallelujah. You know, asking is not this. I've had people say this and heard people say this. Well, you know, Heard of people saying this, I should say. Well, the Bible just has too much to say about healing for it not to be true. That's not a faith statement. You haven't said anything. Amen? Hallelujah. Do you see that? That's like somebody saying, snow's cold. Yeah. It is. Ice is slick. Yes, it is. That's right. The Bible does have too much to say about healing for it not to be true. But just because the Bible says it doesn't mean it's true to you. The Bible can say something and it not be true to you. It's true that God wants it to happen to you, but it's got to be truth to me. In uh, Isaiah 53, oh, glory to God. It says here, surely he hath borne our griefs. We, we quoted this from Matthew 8. And carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Notice, it doesn't, it doesn't deny that because he was stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. So you wouldn't have to be. But it says, he would, but he was wounded or tormented for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace or the chastisement needful to obtain peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. We are healed. So it's with those stripes we're healed. I, I read a very, I, I have a very popular study Bible that was written by a very well-known man, denominational man. He's gone on to heaven. And uh, one of the, the notes in there was this, was that uh, because sickness isn't sin, 
this verse is not a guarantee of healing. Because sickness isn't sin. Well, the problem with that is he's not talking about sin. He's talking about sickness. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And, see, it separates sickness or sin and sickness. The, the beating and the blood cured the sin problem and the physical sickness problem. Amen. So why do I not have to have coronavirus? Because he bore it for me. He did it for me. Amen. Now, one last scripture. I know you know this, but let's go over to 1 Peter. And I want you to see this. Now, it's one thing to know these verses are in the scripture. It's another thing for them to be working in your life. Amen. That's like, that's like you know, someone breaking in somebody's house and they pull a gun and they go, there's bullets in this gun. <laughs> I know it works. <laughs> but are, are you using it? Are you willing to use it? You, you've got to load your mouth with these scriptures and pull the trigger. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 2 <laughs> and verse 24. Who in his own self bore our sins in his body on the tree or to the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Isaiah said, you are. Peter says, you were. Amen. Now, why is that important? Because Isaiah's looking to the cross and Peter's looking back on the cross. Amen. Isaiah says this is going to happen. Peter says it already happened. Amen. What Isaiah, what Isaiah said was going to happen was a future promise. What Peter says has already happened is a present tense fact. It's already done. My job is to... Uh, procure my healing because everything that Jesus did is a gift the, the gift of salvation see what we're preaching tonight is the gospel and people will say very often people will say well you know the gospel is salvation right to the person that's not saved but to the person who's saved and sick the gospel is you don't have to be sick Don't have to be sick. Yeah, but my joints and my inflammation and this and that and the other. Listen, everything is covered in the scripture. This is important. Amen. I remember. I remember years ago, I uh, we were when we were living in uh, Kansas City, Kansas, and uh, I worked. Uh, in a corporate America, worked for insurance industry. And uh, I got up one morning, and I was just sick as a dog. I don't know how sick a dog is, but 
Uh, I've never asked one. They've never told me. But pretty sick. Amen. And uh, I got to work and uh, had, a, had a really uh, compassionate uh, manager. And uh, I was going about my day trying to get my job done. And she came to me and, and she said what people say, you know. And I'm believing now. I'm, I'm, I believe in healing. But I want to share this with you. And uh, so she said, you know, you need to go home because you just, you're, you're tired, you're, you don't look good. Well, I mean, I admit I probably didn't, but, uh, oh, I went home. And when I got home, of course, Pastor Michelle was at her job at the time, and I, I knew something. I've got two choices here. I can, I can go to bed and let this thing hang on for two or three days. Or I can get my Bible and really put my faith in it and change this. Amen. And I went and got my Bible and I turned to Isaiah 53 that we just, and, and 1 Peter 2, those are the scriptures I stood on. And I said, look, you bore my sicknesses. And I just started declaring, I'm the healed of the Lord. You know, it didn't happen in five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes. It didn't even happen in a couple hours. But I got my healing that day. That was a turning point for me. Because I proved something to myself. I don't have to stay sick. And if, if it tries to jump on me, I don't have to take it. Amen. And, 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 and we all will deal with various things at times. But listen, if, if it's the curse, I, I, I don't pray about that. I got to take authority over that. What, what's written in the Bible as a promise to me, I don't pray about. I take authority over it with the promise. Amen. You cannot come near me. All my diseases are healed. Amen. Well, stand on your feet tonight, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we've seen in your word tonight that your perfect will is to heal us and to keep us safe from all diseases, all plagues, all viruses. We declare that we are the temple of the living God, bought with the blood of Jesus, protected with the blood of Jesus. Sickness, disease, viruses, plagues, we declare you have no place here. You're not welcome. You are violating our righteousness. And we take authority over you. And we cleanse you out of our lives. Out of our family's lives. From our home. You go now. Go now. Go now. And don't ever come back. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, praise the Lord for that. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Woo! Thank you, Lord, for the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe God. I believe God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And, and, and if, if some, it, listen, if something tries to come on you, you just say out loud, we dealt with that in church. We dealt with that. Amen. I believe.